Welcome to Abide, a podcast that takes a behind-the-scenes look at the world of design-build. Today we are going to be talking about countertops, one of my absolute favorite parts about a remodel. The dramatic difference stone can make in a room is really unpredictable, and that's why I love it. It can soften, excite, or bring everything together like no other singular element, in my opinion. Today our guest is Mitchell McElroy with Alabama Stoneworks in Birmingham, Alabama. He is our go-to stone guru with an amazing amount of knowledge and insight on not just what the materials are comprised of, but what is best suited for every taste and room. Welcome, Mitchell. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. First, start and tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into this industry. Yeah, so I have a construction background. Uh, I started off as an apprentice in the remodeling world when I was 13 and learned it as a trade. Uh, and that led me 25 years later, roughly, to uh, to get in here. Who who uh, these guys at Alabama Stoneworks were actually one of my subcontractors when I was contracting. So that led me into into working with them. The stone industry is kind of weird. It sucks you in, and you wouldn't <laughs> think that, and it doesn't let you go because it's a lot of fun. It's a, there's a lot of custom side of all of this. Um, and there's a lot of knowledge that can be had. So that's really. 25 years in the construction industry, and I found a, a specific part of it that I really enjoyed. Awesome. And it's very evident when we come and see you, your passion. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, let's start. What are the most popular stones for kitchen remodels right now? So I would say right now uh, we are seeing a significant uptick in quartz products being used, and it's not just in kitchens but sort of across the board. We're seeing it in uh, bathrooms, and we're seeing it. There's manufacturers coming out with outdoor kitchen-compatible quartz. So I would say right this second, the popularity of quartz is on the rise. In our uh, market and on our in our sort of corner of the, of the country, we still see a ton of marble going in kitchens, which I know is is on a lot of people's no-no list, Uh, but we still do a lot of it, and I think if expectations are set correctly, it's fine. So we probably, at Alabama Stoneworks, we probably still do almost as much marble as anything else, but we see a a significant uptick in quartz products right now. Okay, well that leads us to a a great question, things to consider before choosing the stone that you use, either in a bathroom or a kitchen? Yeah, that is a great question. So I would say uh, the first thing you need to consider is are you as a homeowner uh, smart enough or not not smart enough, maybe well-versed enough t- to understand the design aspect of everything? Uh, I always recommend uh, tagging in a designer that is good uh, to work along with you if you're not super confident in what's going on. Uh, when you are in the initial stages of figuring all this stuff out, the questions you need to start asking yourself are, you know, what is the overall design aesthetic that you're going for? And how do you use this space that you're going to be putting the stone in? Uh, if, if you cook all of the time and you're super OCD about how your kitchen looks when you're done with everything, uh, and you don't like a spot appearing here or there, then marble is probably not going to be the option for you. If you cook a lot, but love the patina of something that looks like it's been lived in, then you're okay putting a marble in there. Uh, that would be the way to go. If you're not, then quartz is probably going to be the way to go. And there's other options. There's quartzites and there's soapstone. There's other things that you can put in there. But that's the first thing is, was my design aesthetic that I'm going for? And then how do I use the space that I'm that I'm working in? Okay. So, of course, I know the differences, but just marble versus quartz, uh, just off the cuff, 
what are the main differences between marble and quartz? All right. So the first main difference is obviously marble is Mother Nature made and quartz is uh, is manufactured stone product. Um, Industry-wide, quartz is supposed to be 93% stone and then 7% dye and resin, and they produce these slabs for us. So it's super consistent throughout the slab. The design is super consistent, whereas marble is going to be, you know, it's, it's put together by Mother Nature, so it's going to have a lot of variations in it. Marble will have some fissures. It'll have some natural inconsistencies in the stone, so there's a structural side of it that you have to pay attention to. Uh, the other big thing is marble is going to be porous. It's going to have a high calcium content, so it's going to it's going to want to etch. Uh, most quartz products are not going to do either one of those things. So quartz is typically non-porous. Uh, and quartz is not going to want to etch uh, unless you're, I mean, it will, uh, it'll stain as well, but you just got to, you got to pay attention to it. So if you leave a lemon sitting on your quartz countertops for a week and come back, chances are you're going to have a bit of an etch there. Uh, so those are the, those are the off the cuff big differences. Perfect. Well, let's talk about the cost differences on different materials. Let's maybe start with granite or where would you start? Yeah, so uh, the where I generally start with everybody is I tell them that uh, granite and marble and quartz, uh, really even in quartzite and soapstone, everything crosses up uh, in the what we consider sort of the mid price point. So you will find options of all of those categories. Should be able to find options of all those categories in the sixty to ninety dollar a square foot range installed. So that should be fabricated and installed. That's options of all of those categories that should fit a budget. All in all, uh, granite is going to have more options in a lower tier price point. So generally speaking, in the, say, $40 to $50 a foot range, you're going to have more options for granite there. Uh, quartz will have some lower price point options. Uh, the most expensive stone that I'm aware of, uh, until you get into like the semi-precious type stuff, marble is going to have more of those options that are more expensive. So people always say, well, I heard marble was more expensive. That's not entirely true. As a category, you'll just have more options in marble that are more expensive. Quartzite is going to be in that uh, upper mid to higher end price point. Uh, it's a more dense stone. It, it takes us longer to fabricate all those kind of things. So there are options out there that that split categories price-wise. Hmm. And this, I didn't prepare you for this, but a lot of questions I get are, what is the difference between quartz and quartzite? That's a great question, and it really should be answered early on. So uh, the diff, the big difference, again, between quartz and quartzite is the same as quartz and marble. One is a manufactured stone product. So quartz is a manufactured stone product, same as, as with the marble comparison. Quartzite comes straight out of the ground. So that's the big things. Uh, quartzite has a tendency as a category to look a little more like a marble so it'll have a lot more of the linear veined movement to it uh whereas uh your your uh your quartz products they're they're going to be across the board because they're manufactured the quartzites are going to look like a marble but act like a granite so it's really really dense really really hard uh it still has porosity to it like a marble does uh it's still susceptible to etching depending on the type of stone they're also sort of subcategories of quartzites uh so there's some that are much more dense and better put together than others there are some we call them thirsty quartzites that you have to pay attention to from a moisture absorption rate so there's 
there's subcategories. It's important to, uh, when you're dealing with a fabricator of your stone products to feel comfortable that they know what it is that they're doing because all of those types of stone have to be treated and handled a different way during production and also install and making sure expectations are set correctly. So making sure that somebody that's not just going, yeah, we can do whatever, whenever is important. Perfect. And then where do the, do the different stones come from? Cool. All over the world. <laughs> so in our in our neck of the woods, uh, we have a marble that is quarried in Sylacauga, Alabama. It's the only place it's from. We have a limestone that comes out of Russellville, Alabama. Uh, so throughout the United States, there are materials that come from different pockets. Uh, there's there's marble that comes from out west. There's soapstone that comes from the northeast. Uh, globally speaking, we get stone from India, Brazil, Turkey. Spain, Italy. Uh, so it, it just depends on the type of stone. I, I would say a, a lot of if a lot of your granites are going to come out of Brazil. So granites and quartzites come from Brazil. A lot of them, probably the majority of them. That's maybe a little bit of a step out. <laughs> uh, most of the marbles are going to come out of the same region of Italy. So all in all, uh, that would be it. it would be Brazil and Italy were probably the two biggest ones. There were a lot of Chinese granites that were on the market for a long time. Then you had trade embargoes and all that kind of stuff. So it's not quite as prevalent right this second. Gotcha. Perfect. Um, what sets your company apart from other fabricators? Uh, I would say... The first thing that sets us apart is our attention to detail and our ability to communicate and our our desire to do things that are fun and different. Um, we, as a goal, are trying to sort of break the mold of a company that is comfortable doing high-end, very custom, off-the-wall kind of things, but also still being able to produce uh, a simple or simplistic project efficiently and communicate it well throughout the whole thing. Uh, they say you're not really supposed to be able to be a custom fabricator and more of a volume fabricator or commercial or any of those kind of things. We feel like we have a good shot to be able to do that. So I would say that's it. I would say our desire to, to want to be as good as we can in all those categories, our willingness to do the things that we do, our attention to detail, and our ability to communicate. I will say the, the plus of working with you guys as opposed to other fabricators we've worked with in the past is you never tell me no. We just figure out how to do it. And I love that because you are producing in volume for us and other um, contractors, but you also can really get into custom and, hey, I want it to look like this crazy designer ideas. So yep. it's I fun. appreciate that. It's fun. <laughs> well, things people might want to know that they haven't thought of before. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so here's one thing that, that they probably want to know, but they, they've never thought of. Uh, Google can really help you out, but it, it can also be your worst enemy. Uh, be careful of assuming that because you've seen something online that that means you really know the full story of it. Uh, as you're researching it, it always, in my opinion, that is the best first step. So I always tell people when they call and they don't have a designer that's that's steering them, I say, okay, well, what research have you done? Because a lot of times I'm having to erase what they think they might know about it. Uh, so when you're getting on Pinterest and you're getting on Google and you're doing all those kind of things, understand that uh, the stone industry, one negative about the stone industry is there's a lot of games that have been played i think we're seeing a lot more clarity in our industry right now uh, but throughout the last decade or so there's a lot of games that have been played and people private label uh, material which is where they buy in bulk and then they call it 
something different so that they can make it like they have something special. So it can really get confusing and frustrating for a lot of people. I have a lot of clientele that gets frustrated because they're looking for a specific color and they, you know, they put in this color and they, and they look for, you know, um, random black and they've, they've got pictures that show up of a black granite or a white marble with a black vein. Like there's all these things that are really tough to wade through and they get frustrated. So understand that what you're seeing may not always be what you're, what you're getting or what you're after even and so find a good outlet of somebody that knows what they're doing to help with that perfect yeah I definitely would second that Um, well, what are some steps to contact you personally? So my, the best way to contact me is, uh, through email at m McElroy at alabama stoneworks.net. Nope. It's.com. Uh, there you go. So, <laughs> so, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking we don't have a website right this second. We took the website down cause we didn't feel like it really suited our company right this second. So we're rebuilding that. So you can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram. Uh, and there's the office numbers listed on there. Uh, I'd rattle it off right now, but I don't actually know it off the top of my head either. That's all right. I'll list it below there you this, go. this podcast. There you so. go. <laughs> Well, thank you, Mitchell, for all your insight and expertise. And thank you for all you do for us at ASW and for our clients. Um, We really appreciate you. You're very welcome. So that's everything for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you have learned something new and helpful. Have a great day.